0: What's up guys? What is up? What is up guys? Oh, we're live. Oh, we are live. We are live. We are live. We appreciate you guys waiting and joining us. Tonight's going to be an epic night because tonight is a night where we go in on sales training specifically for wholesaling and real estate investing. And a lot of people want the great lists. They want the secrets on how to get the good leads when they really don't know they have a conversion problem. Mm. They don't have a lead problem. They don't have a list problem. They have a problem converting the leads into deals, and that's where yeah. our guest comes in. Correct. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. We got the king closer. King closer. Literally
1: has a belt
0: for closing deals. This is true. Yeah. This is yeah, true. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm Dom. And I'm G. And, guys, this is the, the Cash Geeks, Geeks Network. Network, and we appreciate you guys for joining us tonight, and we're going to learn a heck of a ton. we got my man Adrian Salgado in the building. Bring him on in, morning the boy, hey, Jay, what's up, Killa? What's up? I well, should have hey, grabbed, grabbed my belt. I should have grabbed my belt. Oh, we'll wait for you. We'll fill. <laughs> go, in some go grab. Time. I'm, gonna hey, grab I'm, the, the I'm gonna grab the belt. Oh, yeah, so, dude, that, that's a guy who takes action.
1: Yeah. So they ran and grabbed the um, belt. They did. When was it? It was last year, right? It was the closer Olympics. Yeah. Yes. They had a closer Olympics. Closer a
0: year from and now. Yeah, and
1: they had a ton of closers, well-known closers, big names, and uh, and there it
0: is. There, it is. <laughs> oh, quick question, Adrian. If they do the closer Olympics again, okay. do you have to like give your belt up or is it a new belt?
2: No, it's a new belt. This one has my name on it. Yeah, they made it, it's personalized.
0: Can the I next get person, shit away? <laughs> yeah, the
2: next person that gets it, if then they're getting their own belt. Like, kind of like uh, someone wins a belt that says adrian on it <laughs> i'm sure there's but trust me there's a lot of people that want this specific belt that has my name on it Ooh, they oh came no, they came after you a little bit yeah they, they're coming after me they're still coming after me they come out of the woodworks right okay. but uh, it's a pleasure to have me have be here guys thank you guys for uh having me on for sure
0: oh yeah. dude so so happy to to have you here and, and we truly appreciate you for doing this man um really quick what are some of the things that people have said to you after you won that belt um you
2: know what one of the one of the things that i actually um that really touched me recently is uh i was over here at a a small event for my guy brandon simmons it was like a creative finance event Mm. and some guy came up to me and he was like hey he was like hey you're adrian right and i was like yeah he was like you want to close his olympics i was like yeah he was like man he's like I just have so much respect for you. And I was like, okay, well, this, this is a different one. I was like, he was like, I have so much respect for you. He was like, man, I've been doing this for like two years now. And he was like, and I know what you sacrificed that weekend. And I, you know, and that to me means a lot. And uh, what I had to sacrifice that weekend was time with my family. It was literally my son's birthday weekend. Wow. Like that, that Sunday was his, that Sunday was his birthday. And so we were there Saturday and Sunday for the event. So I couldn't really plan anything for him. And so I made it a sacrifice to do this, the closures Olympics, uh, you know, just because I needed to. I needed to. Right. Yep. Uh, put our company's name on and kind of show my skills. Right. I've always kind of flown under the radar. And, you know, I, I let him know. I was like, hey, this is what I'm going to do this weekend. And he was fully supportive. He was there every single second. And so that was one thing that really touched me is the guy was like, you know, that's something that I struggle with right now is how do I balance family and business?
0: Mm.
2: Right. How do I balance family and business? And I told him, I was like, look, I, I really don't have it balanced yet. I said, I just have to make sure that when I do spend time with my family, if it's an hour, if it's three hours, if it's a full day, it has to be quality. It has to be quality time. And I think that's what we get stuck with. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't mean being there. Right. Being on the phone and being present are two different things. Like I can be on my phone and my son's in my in the vicinity, like playing on the floor. But am I really there? You know, and that's what a lot of people get mixed up is like I can be there. But am I truly there? Am I truly present? And so when that guy told me that I was like, man, you know, <clears throat> that's the type of stuff that I get. I get, you know, joy out of is when people talk to me about like personal stuff that they're dealing with, not so much the sales side. Uh, I'm a, I'm a growth junkie and I'm sure you guys are as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, hundred oh, percent, man.
1: That's why we're here. We're learning from you, bro.
2: <laughs> so that's what I like to focus on. I, I like to see people grow. So that was, that was one thing. And then a bunch of other stuff, people like, I'm coming for the belt. Um, you know, uh, I've had a couple people that were sour that were on the event come after me and like, uh, you shouldn't have won or, you know, just feeling sour. Like, you know, I'm the real closer. I'm the oh, people's just, champs and things and like that. Said. And it's, uh, it's just all entertainment. It's all in good fun. <laughs> That's,
0: yeah, good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's interesting that you said that as far as, you know, you usually float have flown under the radar as opposed to the direction that you're, you're going into right now. But I feel like you know, the, the true people who know this industry that know the companies that are truly performing have known you for years. But like yeah. you that may have been few and far in between. But now you have a little bit more of a chance to get out there and show your your true skills and help others and things of that sort.
2: Yeah. And that's what I was I was doing a disservice, honestly, by not uh, putting myself out there. Yeah. I, I'm a super extrovert, but putting content online, it's it's just it's hard work right? Yeah. I don't care what anybody says, putting continuous content out there. But I know, like, if I'm not doing that, I'm not letting people know what I do. And I'm not helping people out along the way. Like, wh- what am I even here for? What am I even on this earth for? Right? And so right. I understood, like, I have a purpose here on Earth. Right? I have to serve there's some sort of service that I need to do. Right. And I'm not I'm no longer worried about the riches that I get here on Earth. Like I'm trying to build my wealth in eternity. Right. Mm. And, and that's what I focus on now. So uh, I learned this from Carlos, right. Being one of being, you know, my mentor, being my brother-in-law that if you help enough people at some point when you're down and out, there's going to be a lot more people praying that you get out of that funk than there would if you didn't help anybody out.
0: Mm. Okay.
2: Right? Right. And so I want to know that if I'm ever in a situation where I need some sort of help or you know, I'm, I'm praying for myself, whether I'm sick or whether somebody in my family sick, if I'm praying for myself or I'm praying for them, I know that all these other people that I help make hundreds, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars by what I've taught them or what we've taught them in the industry on the acquisition side, those people are going to be cheering for me or praying for me just as well. Oh, 100%. Right. And so that's going to uplift me. And so now that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to plant my seed uh, throughout the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. 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 Cheers to that, bro. Cheers. <laughs> so. I want to just jump into it. If that's cool with you. Let's do it. You've been you've been. Um... All, right, all right. Let's let's back it up. Who are you? Right. You, you, you run the sales team, right?
2: Yeah. So, uh um, Adrian Salgado uh I just turned I'll be turning 36 in uh December. Who? Cool. Okay. Uh December
1: 5th. Okay, I'm December 2nd.
2: Nice. Sagittarius. Let's go. I'm
0: January 30th. <laughs> oh, you're right there. You're not oh, too far away. I'm 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 so, please uh,
2: I I, uh, I started my journey about um, about five years ago at the age of thirty. Um, I started off before I even jumped into real estate. I was driving semis for a living, uh, driving doing local deliveries to supermarkets here, delivering cookies for Nabisco. I did that for ten years, and I was living a good life. I was, you know, um, had my own house. My wife, she was uh, pregnant with my son, or actually just had my son at the time. Two brand new vehicles, like. We were living life good right and uh i ended up going to a dinner with carlos alex uh, carlos and alex at the time and that was the first time i met andy garcia but we went to a dinner after a sean terry event i'm mm-hmm. sure you guys hear about it all the time everybody went to that sean terry event the the flip to freedom where everything it sparked something well i went to a dinner from that event with a bunch of local investors people from out of state and I was just having conversations, holding conversations with all these people. And I ended up catching the bug there, right? I didn't yeah, care. Yeah. I had a guy that was sitting across from me that was like 45 years old at the time. I was 30 and that he had just quit his job and that he had made over uh, 50 grand that month. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, it's not too late for, for me to change right. the trajectory of my life at the age of 30. Right. Yeah. I'm already i'm already starting to dwindle down i'm starting to crumple up and die at this (laughs) at this freaking uh nine to five right where i'm just trying to figure out how am i going to save enough money to retire and find a part-time job right Mm. Right, right, right. and that's the mentality that a lot of people are brought up with and so i caught the bug that night um i called carlos up the next day i was like hey teach me real estate he was like sure come over um i came over and i watched as he started to progress right I watched him do his his first couple bandit signs. I watched him do his first couple fix and flips. And uh, I, I, it never really interested me. And I always say this, don't get caught in the right place with the wrong mindset. Mm, okay? And that's where I was at. I didn't have the mindset if there was more out there for me. I was comfortable where I was at. I was complacent. And uh, Carlos brought me on the team, and it was me and there was already a couple other guys trying to do acquisitions for them. And, uh, I literally stuck to Carlos like glue. I was stuck to his hip. Anytime he made a phone call, I would make a phone call right after him and mimic everything he did. Uh, every time he went to an appointment, I would go to that appointment and mimic everything that he did. You know, he would give me polo shirts to wear with our company logo on them. I wasn't even working for the company. So at that time I was working two jobs. I was working my, you know, my normal job working graveyard shift from midnight to nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. And then I would go to the office and start making phone calls from like 11 till six o'clock at night. Damn. And I did that on straight commission for about three months, three, four months before I finally landed my first deal. Mm. And uh, Carlos actually didn't want to give me a job. He didn't want to hire me on as acquisitions manager. It was too much responsibility for him. If I were to quit my job where I was at now, join him here and then try to go along for the ride. And if I failed, the family's going to look down on him and say, you completely ruined his life.
0: Right. You you sold him
2: a dream and it wasn't there. So Sal was the one that actually gave me the opportunity. He said, I want you on the team full time. Mm -hmm. And so March of 2017, I quit uh, put my two week notice in and I started working with these guys started off as just an acquisitions manager, um, started being the top producer consistently over and over. Uh, And then finally um, just about two years ago, I was put in a position to where I could start overseeing the acquisitions team, in the sales director seat, right. So now that's where I'm at. Now I'm sitting here at the sales director seat. Uh, I got five acquisition uh, guys and girls underneath me, wow. and we're all responsible for bringing meat to the table. I'm still on calls every day too, trying to make make a deal happen. Nice. I mean, it's it's what I love. So, you know, fast forward produced millions of dollars over and over every year that I've that I've been in the company um, produced over six figures for myself take home every year for the company and uh, it, it's not too late for anybody and that's what I've realized and that's what you know that's why we do what we
0: do at this point now is like I want to change people's lives yeah that's amazing hey really quick for everyone that just came on and joined us we've got Adrian Salgado on the show. He is, what's the title from the Closer Olympics? King Closer. King Closer. He's the King Closer. Mm -hmm. He can convert deals. He's an expert at it, in my opinion. And uh, I also want everyone to know that this is an interactive show, right? Any questions, comments, anything that you want to go ahead and contribute, go ahead and ask your questions in the feed, um, and we'll do our best to get to everyone's questions and comments um, as often as we possibly can. Uh, One thing I wanted to ask about, is in a sales environment, right? In a good, well-run sales environment, it can get pretty sharky, right? It can get competitive. Um, So it's always been impressive to me when you add females to the team as well and you have a good lady shark closer. I think that adds a good dynamic to the team. Um, So I'm curious, we haven't had the, the opportunity to experience that yet. We're working on it. But how does that fit in in your sales environment? Um, it was the it was the
2: direction I had to go. I was trying to bring guys on, and they either wouldn't mesh the, with the culture, right, mm, okay. or the other guys, you know, trying to dominate you would kind of you know figuratively piss on their legs all the time, just marking their <laughs> territory, right. Mm. And so I, I try to find somebody that would join the group and be a be one of the guys because, you know, what we like to do is. It's not about it, it's not so much that that individual performance anymore for us. We've done that. And it's not it's not. What did you say? Uh, it's not scalable if you have everybody pulling in every direction. Right. Mm-hmm. You have this person focused on what he can make. You have this person focused on what he can make. You have this other person focused on what they can make. Mm-hmm. Right. So recently we started to go as a team like, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is our our quarterly goal. And when I was trying to bring males on, none of them were. They were. They were just too soft to be around us. They were, we're too tall. soft. Yeah, it was too soft. They would. Uh, they would just kind of get pushed away, or they would come in trying to look for that companionship. And I try to tell them like, don't look, don't seek that companionship first and foremost. I said, you're not here for that reason. You're right. here to make money. You're here to land deals. And they just couldn't get that. So I was like, how can I? Add to the team without diluting the the culture here, right? And trying to trying to stir the pot. And the only way I thought about it was let me add a female to this,
0: mm. right? So
2: I added recently. I added two new. I added two females at the same time, and uh, within their first week, they both locked up two deals each. So we got four deals out of these two females that just started in their first week in calling. And the guys are excited. Yeah, the guys are excited. The guys are like, man, look at these girls. They're killing it. So now it doesn't feel so much like a competition anymore. It feels like another team. It's like a co-ed softball team at this point. Right, right, right. <laughs> Very cool. So Brad
1: uh, Chandler is asking, how many females do you have on the team? Still two? Three. We have
2: three now. Three three, male, three males and three females.
1: Oh, wow. And you're yeah. one of
2: the males? I'm one of the males. Are you sure you're not a female? And I don't identify as one unless there's, that's the only restroom that's open.
0: But if it, if it, you have to identify as one to get a deal, you probably will. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: I've identified as several things
0: uh, <laughs> to get a deal, man, by any means necessary, right? Nice, nice. <laughs> so Joseph Castaneda is asking, what do we have in our cups? Mm. What do you have in your cup, Adrian? Uh, I'm drinking glass Azul, some tequila. Ooh. Oh, okay. I don't know, you know but what. It sounds dude, we're, fancy, dude. Keep
1: drinking. We need, we need more secrets. Keep drinking.
0: Keep drinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. All right, man. I'll, I'll chug. Right. i Have a little potatoes <laughs> and soda, and then G has a Corona I just, Light. I
1: just chugged my beer, but it's all right. The team, see, the team is on the way.
0: Warren, Warren knows. Beer. Warren yeah. hooks it up. Nice, awesome. So that's a very cool, just a dynamic of a sales team to have. It's exciting. Yeah. To see when we get to a place like that of how that works together, how, yeah. the, how the males and females mesh on the sales team.
2: Well, the girls actually just challenged us today, being the first uh, this month. It's guys versus girls uh, to see who's going to bring up bring the most deals up. So um, that's our challenge for this month, and it's going to be pretty oh, exciting. Oh,
1: yeah. oh, that's awesome, man! That's awesome. So uh, I think your wife said he's definitely a male. I can
2: tell. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: that I think that's, Sierra is your wife, right? Yeah, that's my wife.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. Hi, babe, love you.
1: Awesome, man. So you've been doing acquisitions for a long time now, right? Yeah, um, a and, little
2: over five years.
1: And I'm sure acquisitions has changed for you, right? The market is different, um, different techniques, things that we were using five years ago may not work you know, in today's, uh, age. So what, what are like some of the things that you feel you guys are doing different now in today's market and today's sales calls that is, that is different from the traditional, uh, you know, acquisition stuff that people were doing years ago.
2: Well, I can tell you one thing right now is like even six months ago, us picking up properties at like 40 cents on the dollar you know 50 cents on the dollar even here in Arizona like those those times are slowly like disappearing right, right? where our competitors now open doors zillow offerpad they're buying at 110% in our market right and it's hard to compete with that right at that point it's just about the money uh, but one thing that hasn't changed for us is is the four phases of closing is the structure that we have in our sales process And that's what we teach. It's every sale, every call is going to have these four phases. It's going to have a contact. When you contact the seller, there's going to be a rapport building stage. There's going to be a negotiation stage, and then there's going to be a close. And that's what we've implemented in our business to kind of stay on track. But what's changed also as well is like those times of it, not being about the money is, is getting a little bit difficult. So going virtual or being virtual, opening ourselves to a bunch of other markets, that's where our, the majority of our wholesale deals come from now is we, we opened up a nationwide campaign. And so now we're getting leads all over. Um, we're getting leads all over uh, the country and our, most of our wholesale deals are coming from these small markets, right? Yeah. They're cut the most of our deals are coming because anything that we do get in our market, we're fixing and flipping. Right? And so now right. we're fixing and flipping. And that's one thing that's changed for us also is we've been able to generate enough revenue and to get enough private capital to where now when we make offers, it's because we're making offers because we're going to buy it, fix it and flip it. We're not looking right. for a wholesale anymore. Mm. Right? So that's what we're looking at. And that's been helpful for us. We fix and flip in Arizona, Nevada and California. And then we wholesale in every other market that we're in. Oh, wow. 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 So,
1: do you feel like that the negotiations um, on your in your team or with sellers when you're trying to lock up a deal that you guys are actually going to buy to fix and flip? Do you feel like your success, your conversion is higher on those?
2: Yeah, because we can we can offer a little bit more than what a wholesaler is trying to offer. Right, right, right. right? And we're direct to buyers, so it's like or direct to sellers, so it's like if you're trying to nickel and dime for a five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 wholesale fee, I can blow you out of the water by, you know, giving them $20,000 extra and still make a profit. Right. Right. And so that's, that's what's helped. That's, what's been helpful for us. That, that aspect of it, you know, it's, it's helped us convert more deals. We're able to be more aggressive because we know like, okay, this is how much we're really going to spend on the property. This is how much our holding costs are. You know, um, this is how long we're gonna hold the property and this is what we're gonna sell for. So if we can make anywhere from 20 to 30,000 on a flip and it's a quick one,
0: let's go ahead and do it. Right, gotcha. I have a quick question with regards to that because sometimes you're, you're actually buying as a cash buyer, sometimes you're wholesaling and you said in your market, mm-hmm. a lot of it is really leaning toward fixing and flipping so you can be more competitive. Uh, and this is kind of piggybacking on, on your question Sometimes with wholesalers, it's very difficult for their for them to get their minds wrapped around uh, the fact of performance, right? Am I the one who's really performing on this deal, right? So if you actually are a cash buyer, you take the position of a cash buyer and you know the deal is uh, based on your performance, like you know you're going to buy it without the shadow of a doubt because the numbers are there. Like I feel like in a lot of wholesalers' minds... They try harder on those because they know they believe in their performance as to where if you're going to wholesale it and you don't know if the deal is going to sell or not, you can't talk to a seller with that same confidence. So yeah. some uh, even our team members or yeah. a lot of wholesalers. <clears throat> how, how do you get your brain wrapped around the fact of talking with confidence, whether you are the, the end buyer or not? So we, we strongly
2: believe in purpose over profit. Right. Purpose over profit means that it doesn't matter what the profit is. We're here because and we're talking to the seller because the seller is in a situation or a scenario that they need help out of. Right. Right. So that's the first take that we do. That's the first what. that's the first direction that we take whenever we're talking to a seller. So don't worry about the don't worry about how much you're going to make. Worry about how many problems you can solve for that seller.
0: Hmm.
2: Because, I mean, you guys know just as much as I do, the more problems that you solve for a seller, the more money you actually make, right? Right. And if you're only solving one problem by giving them the amount of money that they want, you're not solving anything else. You'll run yourself into a situation where it's like, you may not perform on a deal or not. Right? So that purpose over profit thing is, is mentality is the first thing that we do. And then the second thing is anytime we teach acquisitions, We teach it based off of that, the invest the investor mindset, because nobody gets, nobody gets into this business starting off in wholesaling to be a full-time wholesaler for the rest of their lives. Right? Right. That's not, that's not, that's not why people join this. People get into wholesaling because it's quick capital so they can go on and do whatever they really want to do with real estate, whether it's fix and flip, whether it's buy and hold. And so, If we teach and and, and I teach this to my guys and my girls is like, I need you to have your investor goggles on. You need to act as if every customer that you're talking to, that money's coming out of your pocket to be able to perform on that. Mm -hmm. And now when they have that type of mindset, now they go into that conversation of like, okay, I'm not just going to throw shit at the wall and try to lock up this deal super high to try to see if I can find a buyer. I'm only going to lock this up if I know I can get this deal closed right right and so that's that's kind of the mentality that we're teaching and so to get away from to get away from just locking up random deals right that's why we that's why we started that six-week mentorship that i was telling telling you guys about is because people don't know people don't know how to lock up deals properly
0: Mm.
2: people don't know how to lock up deals properly. it's it's you know i talked to some of these people and they're offering 80% of retail value for the property and trying to get a wholesale deal out of it. It's like, that's not going to work. No matter which way you slice it, it's not going to make it. Right. And so that's why having that mindset of purpose over profit and then having that, uh, that also that mindset of like every customer that I talk to, I have to deal with them as if the money's coming out of my pocket.
0: Right. Right. Mm. Right. Investor goggles. What do you think about that? G? Oh, I'm taking notes, bro. That's okay.
2: <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's the investor goggles, man. You have to put those on, and it helps. It makes you. It makes you start to think that way, right? Because that's right. what we're getting right. into. We're getting into the real estate in a wholesale side to become investors, real estate investors, right? And wholesaling is and wholesaling and acquisitions in general is literally the first step of you becoming a successful investor. Right. Mm -hmm. The money doesn't come on the sale. The money comes on the buy. Right. Right. And that's what that's what you have to understand for for anybody that's out there right now that's looking into getting into real estate or they're already doing it and they're having trouble locking up deals. Start start. Stop chasing a check. Stop chasing a commission check and start looking for people that need that need your help. People that have problems that you can solve and watch how the conversations change. And watch how the that that monetary aspect of it starts to change. Up. Right. Hey, I think I think you froze up.
0: Oh, oh, my back. Right. Oh, you're yeah. back. We you're back. back. Right. We back. We back. Cool. So I, I think that's a great point. I think yeah. uh, that piggybacks on the comment that a lot of people hear as to where. Um, you know, the more people you want to help, the more success that will send in your direction, right? So just try to help others. Don't think about the money. Think about the problems that you can solve and the help that you can distribute out and watch success flourish in your direction. Is that is that what you're basically touching on?
2: Exactly, that's exactly it. Um, you know, we're all, in my opinion, we're all put here for a reason. Our, our stories are already made up, right? Our future is already set. The only reason we don't get to that successful, abundant lifestyle that that we're presented with or that we're supposed to be is because we mess up our own selves. We start to make our own decisions and we start to, you know, stray off track like. We start to force the timing, right? That's another thing Mm -hmm. for people. They try to force the timing. It's like, I want to get rich now. Well, it's like it's not going to happen on your time. We're not Mm -hmm. here on your time. Mm -hmm. The blessings don't come on your time. The blessings come on God's timing. And so that's what you have to be aware of. You have to trust the process. And patience is the ultimate virtue. Right.
0: Dude, that's deep, bro. I love it. I love it. So, Well, I think that's uh, what a lot of people don't realize is you have to go deep. Yeah. You have to go deep. You have to truly want to help people. And I think the success lies in between those two parts. Yeah.
1: And and I think what, what you're hitting on is like, you know, when you talk about these ac- these acquisition trainings that you do, the biggest thing is getting in that investor mindset and that investor mindset means, you know, not just talking numbers and properties, but in that investor mindset of, of believing in what you do and going the extra mile and being excited when you hear a no, you know, being excited when when you get hung up on, you know, that, that mindset um, will change acquisitions completely and it has nothing to do with what you're saying on the phone. It's just mindset. And if you have that right to begin with, everything else will come. Um, but without that mindset, it, everything else is just way harder.
2: Yeah, it makes it more difficult. It's like it's like walking through a it's like walking through a hoarder house, right? You know, you're climbing over all this shit. If you have your mindset all messed up, you're just climbing over all this shit trying to get pictures of a pro of all the rooms. Um, but if you run into a hoarder's house that kind of left you a trail, you know where you're going for the most part. Right. 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 Right.
1: So, um, what, what would you say is, um, one of the biggest things that your team does different than most other investors out there that, you know, makes your, your team so powerful.
2: Um, one thing that we do different is, you know, we, once again, we truly care about the client that we're dealing with, right? We're not just looking at them as a lead. They're not just the lead, right? That could be, that could be somebody's grandma. That could be somebody's mom. That could be somebody's brother that's in that situation. Somebody close to you, you could have been in that situation before and you needed help, but you couldn't get it at the time. So you have to think about it that way. So what we do different from a lot of other, other companies, a lot of other investors, is is we truly try to help the person, regardless if we're going to get the deal or not. Right. I don't care if I'm going to get the deal. That's great. My duty and our team's duty is to put you in a much better position after the phone call with us than you were before. Right. 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 And if that means that you have to go with another company to get a deal done, then guess what? That means that you have to go to another company to get a deal done. Maybe we're just not the buyers for you and that's okay. But as long as you're going to be in a better situation, that's fine because karma comes around. And if I put somebody in a better situation, that karma is going to come back around in the form of a deal. That's where I was going to make 10 grand on this one. Now I'm making 60 grand on this deal.
1: Right. Right. And it's less
2: headache and it's a little bit of down and it just kind of goes through the process. Right. So, That's what we're focusing all the time. And then um, our culture here, man, our culture here is crazy. I mean, you guys have been around, uh, you guys have seen the type of stuff that we do, right? Uh, Our culture here is, I think compared to anybody else, I mean, we're kind of, we're one of a kind, right? We're all in, we're all in. People come to us all the time for that specific reason is because the culture is what catches their eye. And then it's like, oh, shit. And they know what they're talking about. It's like a double whammy.
0: Yeah, uh, I think one of the things I noticed with the culture that they show is there truly is no holding back, right? You guys are full open books. You give unlimited information and you're able to answer the hard questions that other people really can't, right? You know, the the KPIs, the, the acquisition challenges, um, the team building, scaling, like you guys, like. You're, you're not just slideshow teachers. You guys are in the mix, in the grind every single day, converting deals, serving people, like building a true corporation that's impressive to the rest of us. So, hats off to you guys for that, for thank sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It starts from and the I feel like I'm covering my drink like I'm in the club. I'm about to roofie. His ass. I'm not just gonna roofie you <laughs> when, when <laughs> I drink <laughs> his ass home. When I drink with G, I cover my cup. <laughs> uh,
2: if your shirt comes off, mine comes off too,
0: man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I have about... seen
1: you with your shirt off a couple times. I'm not, gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. My it life happens. is jealous. That's
0: awesome, man.
1: <laughs> so um, I'm interested, man. Just just for me, because you know we're we're constantly um, changing. You know, you. I'm sure you guys are doing some some stuff totally different than you did two years ago with the team and the team structure and all that so like what does your day-to-day look like because i know that you you mentioned like you you're the the sales director but you're also on the phone closing deals Mm -hmm. right so like day-to-day what 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 is your your
0: life like as a sales director um for the all-in team And, and can i just add to that really quick um because i know it's a big challenge um, you know, training a team, being an advocate for the team, and also doing deals at right. the same time. Yeah. So I want like to learn a little bit more about that balance because we have those same challenges.
2: Yeah, Um. you know, and I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. But for the most part, um, getting in earlier, getting in before the team, that helps me out a lot. Uh, it gets me into my like morning ritual. I have a morning ritual before before I even turn my computer on. All right, before I turn my computer on, I'll read a chapter from the Bible in complete silence. Nobody bugs me. If somebody comes in and they see me reading, they will not interrupt me. That's like uh, office policy. Nobody interrupts Adrian when he's reading. So I'll read that, and then I'll start to get my phone calls uh, going, you know, 8. 15, 8 30. I'll start to get my phone calls going, and I'll start to try to get a groove of things. That way, when people start to come in, I'm already established. I'm already making some phone calls. And that way, if people come in, my mind's already turning. So if they have a situation that they run themselves into, I'm ready to go on my end to try to help them out of that situation. Right. right? And then it goes along with the training, the training aspect of it. You have to be when you train somebody, you truly have to, like, give everything, everything that you possibly feel like they need in that training, because. You know, when I first started, I wasn't training the way I should have I should have been training. I was like, here's a couple of videos. Okay, let's make a couple of phone calls. Okay, now just go on by yourself and see if you can lock up a deal. Right? And so now it's like training, now I'm going to ask you questions about the training. Now we're going to do a little bit of role playing, right? Now I'm going to split the videos up into 2 days so now you don't you don't get overwhelmed with all the information. Now we're doing comp training like for a full day so you know how to run comps. That way when I let these people go, the only time that they come back to me for anything is for small situations that they really don't know how to get themselves out of. Right? Right? right. And it's not for the basic stuff like, "Hey, what do you think right. this property's worth?" or "Hey, what's the ARV for this property?" or "Hey, how much can I offer on this one?" Right? None of that small stuff. And then now with the classes that we have, right? That's taking up about 3 hours. You know, scheduling is something that I was never good at. But actually holding a schedule is a daily schedule is is a, is a game changer. And that's something I got from Sal is like, you know, I used to go by Carlos does. Carlos is like, I got a call today. Cool. I'll jump on the call. Right. Or, you know, just kind of fly by the seat of his pants. That's what I was taught. That's how I, you know, was brought up in the game. And Sal was the one like, no, you have to every minute and every minute that you have, it has to be specifically set aside for whatever it is that you're going to do. Whether it's family, whether it's personal time, whether it's teaching, whether it's, you know, helping your team out, whether it's making calls, all that stuff has to be calculated and it has to be put down in, in some sort of paper or, or, or writing somehow. And so right. scheduling has been one thing. And then just uh, staying a little bit later too, right? focusing, setting yourself aside a time frame to do what you need to get done. So I'll set myself aside some time in the morning to make calls. And then I'll set myself some like a two hour time frame, maybe in late morning or early afternoon to make calls. And for me, it's because now I'm working on a little bit more, uh, let's say, PPC leads. Right. Some warmer leads. So the conversion, it's not going to take so much callback or so much rep uh, calls to make conversion at this point. So right. I'm handling some hotter leads. So it's easier for me to convert. So my time's not wasted.
1: Mm. I got you. I got you. I got you. So you're not cold calling.
2: No, I don't cold call. <laughs> I, I follow up on cold call leads. Um. But, you know, it, nowadays it's, it's it's rare for people to actually cold call. Right. Yeah. They usually just grab like one VA and then they'll have that VA cold call. And then they'll just
0: follow up on leads. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've heard of, and I don't know if you guys do it, but sometimes – and we don't we don't do it here, but sometimes, uh, you know, at, you know, someone is their you know their own independent wholesaler, and they're doing their acquisition calls. Or if someone has acquisition managers, they might have a session in the day, maybe the first hour or so, to cold call to get the marbles out of their mouth, to warm themselves up before they do the important calls. Do you guys do any of that? Um,
2: we we don't. Um we kind of just go over scenarios in our morning meeting. So we'll do a Monday morning meeting um, every once in a while. If I see maybe the morale is kind of down or maybe the energy is kind of low, I'll do a quick huddle and try to see what people have going on, see if they have any deals cooking, how I can help somebody push, push sellers over the edge. And that's, that's another thing that I do too is like anytime my acquisition team is having struggles with a seller, they'll send it to me and I'll jump on the phone and I'll try to push them over the edge. Great. So that helps as well too. Um, Love, it. Love it. So morning meetings are uh, Monday morning meetings are are key for any company. It doesn't matter, right? How many people you have? Have a meeting with yourself. You have to set the goals for that week, right? Right. And a lot of people don't even set goals. That's something that I just learned too. Is like, a, making making a lot of money is not a goal. Mm. Right. A lot of people get into the business and they're like, that's a oh, yeah. T-shirt. I just. I just want to make a lot of money like, okay, how much is a lot of money to somebody that's poor? $10 is a lot of money, right? To somebody that's rich, $1 billion is a lot of money, right? Where do you fall in between that spectrum? Set a figure, set a dollar amount that you want to make. Set a number of calls that you want to make. Set a number of offers that you want to make today. That's what I have to do with the team in order to keep everybody on track to run as a well oiled machine. The real question is, how much Dogecoin is a lot of money? How much Doge is a lot of I don't know. I have about $500 in Doge. I bought that. I was kind of drunk and high. <laughs>
0: Dude, yeah. That's how that's we what, buy it. That's how we when we bought our crypto. The only I way we like, buy crypto. Yeah, we like, bought you know, it high, we sold it low.
2: <laughs> my, mine's still in there. I was actually just talking about it today. It was funny.
0: I was like, yo, we're back up to 38 cents. I was like, "Cool! <laughs> Yay!" Bought it at seventy-one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, real quick, I know, dude, we're already about forty, almost forty-five minutes into this. We have about another fifteen minutes to go. But anyone that's joined in late, guys, we have Adrian Salgado on. He's won the closer Olympics. He's labeled King Closer. Um, he does an an. Ex- Extremely great job at converting deals. He works for one of the most reputable real estate investment companies in the entire nation. And if you want, you can ask any questions that you want. Uh, we are an open book tonight and we're going to go hard for the next 15 minutes. So you guys better can, you know, go ahead in the feed and ask whatever questions it is that you have. So my man Brad's got
1: a couple questions. Are the acquisition folks doing outbound cold calling or handling warm
2: leads? Uh, they're not doing outbound cold calling. Um, and, you know, some definition of warm lead for some people is different, right? right? For us, it's like, yeah, I want to hear an offer, and that's a hot-ass um, lead. That's a hot ass lead, right? Who so, sold me? Yeah, if if they're interested, if they're interested and uh they're not asking retail for the property, um, we'll push it through as a lead and we'll give ourselves an opportunity, right? right. Because you know, now learning learning, we just recently learned about creative financing in March. Uh, And so we started implementing that and now we find ourselves as a true, like real estate solutions company, where if our, if our cash offer doesn't work for you, maybe we can buy it on terms. If our, if our terms don't work for you, maybe we can send it to one of our realtors to get it listed for you. And that's helped out significantly. So now it's like almost, if you have a pulse, if you have an address and if you want to (laughs) sell,
0: we'll turn you into a lead. But even if they don't have a pulse, right, you'll still buy from them. Even if they
2: don't have a pulse, we're going to find who has the pulse the and who owns the property.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, Brad, same Brad, asking how many deals per month are you signing up and how many are you guys actually closing or collecting assignment fees on?
2: So, right now, um, we're, we focus a lot on, uh, you know, in the markets that we're in, we're doing quality um, over quantity because we learn the hard way. I mean, you guys, you guys are in Texas, right? Uh Florida. Florida, Florida. Okay. In Texas, um, we learned the hard way that getting 30s in one month sounds extremely sexy. But when 20 of them fall out because you lock them up too high, and yep. the other 10 are only like five thousand dollar wholesales. Like it's like, okay, you know what's going on here. And that happens in some of these markets, right? You can only squeeze. You can only squeeze yeah, so we, much.
0: We Texas, because of that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. B, I think that's what you were hitting on because yeah, yeah. we did go into Texas. We were in yeah. San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, and that it was a lot of dangerous. headache. A lot of headache. It was
2: a, a lot, was of, a lot of headache. Apart. A lot of deals falling apart. Right, yep. and it was super discouraging for the acquisitions team. Mm-hmm. So you know, we started moving into different markets. We moved into LA into California. Our our uh, our wholesale fees started increasing. So. Right now, on our wholesale fees, we're sitting right around twenty-seven dollars to $32,000 a wholesale fee. And wow. then our fix and flips are sitting right between, I'd say, fifty-five dollars and sixty on a flip. Um, and Got so it. now we're doing, each acquisition is doing anywhere from four to six deals a month. And I would say we're accounting for, right now, like a 15% dropout rate. 15%. Wow. Yeah, which to us 20% would be a little bit more uh it, it's a, it, we have like a 20% threshold for drop for right. drop rate. So that leads me to believe that we're I don't believe that we're that extremely good that every deal that we lock up is is a home run. It just means that we're probably not being aggressive enough because we're not canceling enough deals. Right. Right. Right so we might be leaving some meat on the table. So roughly right now we're doing anywhere between, I'd say 15 to 25 deals a month on the acquisition side. Um, and, you know, we're closing about that much, 20, you know, uh, about 20, 20 deals a month. We, you know, we have very small, you know, 18 to 20 deals a month is what we're we're actually closing on. Nice. Right, Dude,
0: but that's those, awesome. But man. those averages
2: are thick. oh hell yeah, bro. Oh those yeah, right. Kardashian. Kim
0: Kardashian averages.
2: The <laughs> thick on the <laughs> bottom, yeah. Thick on the backside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and keep in mind too, it's like um, our deals. Uh, you know, like you said, there our averages are pretty high up there. Um, but it's less headache too, and you know, it's easier oh, yeah. for the acquisitions team to handle a couple of clients than a bunch of headaches. Yep. Um, you know. Our fix and flips, it, everything just it just it, it just makes life so much easier when you don't have to deal with that many headaches, that many fires to put out.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And if you do have to handle a headache or a fire, it's on something that's worth it, right? Exactly, exactly. It, it's on something that's worth it. And you know
2: we'll take shots. we'll still take shots at, in some of these smaller markets where you know we're made, we are making like five five to ten thousand dollars on a wholesale deal. Like I said, that, you know, that pays for marketing that keeps the lights on, you know, whatever it is, as long as it doesn't take too much resources and too much effort to keep that deal alive.
0: Right. I have a, a quick question on behalf of of all of that, because that is truly a mindset shift, right? Some wholesalers are happy with a couple grand, two grand, five grand, right? Um, you know, some people go to, you know, they do 10 deals a month, they're ecstatic. They have a a six-figure month, right? Their first six-figure month or whatever the case may be. Um, And then you get to the point where you start to scale. I think we're going through some of those times right now where we're at the brink of getting to what our uh, potential is inside of this market. So we're experiencing months where the average is between 12 and 15,000 a deal. But if you're going upwards of between 20 and 30 a deal on average, how do you, how do you make that mindset shift to being okay with a lower number of deals. Um, But, you know, understanding that the, the, the profit is really there, like, because that can affect you from a momentum perspective too. And then people on the team can feel like they're not getting there when, from a, from a profit standpoint, they are. Yeah.
2: They feel like they're stuck in the mud, like turning in the mud because they've gone dry for a week, right? They haven't locked up a deal for a week. And it's because of the markets that we're in, right? Um, where, you know, you're not going into California and locking up 30 deals a month. You're locking up 15 deals a month. But, you know, those 30 deals a month, we're only going to produce you 100 grand, where these 15 deals are going to produce you, you know, a quarter million. Mm-hmm, right? Right. And, that's, that's, and the way to make that shift is, is specifically that, like, hey, look, do you want five deals that are going to produce you $50,000? And you're going to have to deal with seller one, two, three, and then you're going to seller four is going to want to cancel. And then you're going to have to renegotiate seller number five. Or would you rather do two deals where both of them are ecstatic to do business with you? There's no complaints. There's no concerns. And those two deals, shit, even if they're going to produce me $10,000 less than what I would do on these five deals, it's still worth it. It's like, it's like the work, the work, right? Is, Is the work worth the reward? Right. right and that's what we have to tell and when we started to do flips that excited my team even more because we're no longer paying on a on a on a projected wholesale fee on a fix and flip right we're paying on a we're paying on profit on the back end on the fix and flip so if you lock up a fix and flip today you may not get paid for it this month but when you do get paid for it you're making an extra 20 to thirty thousand dollars on that deal where you would have made 10 on a potential wholesale deal here. Now you're making 40 on a fix and flip deal. And you tell me, do you want to take 10 now? Or do you want to take 40 later? Right. Right. And, and those people, and some people understand they're like, okay, it's a small sacrifice. I'll eat, I'll eat ice sandwiches for this month so I can eat (laughs) filet mignon next month. Right. So I can go to the steakhouse every single weekend next month.
0: Right. Right. That's the mentality that we have. We love our steak. (laughs) <laughs> quick question on that note. I don't know if you guys have tested any, anything out or have done anything innovative on those type of acquisitions because it can take a couple of months or a few months before the payout comes. Do you guys pay your salespeople any kind of acquisition fee or do you like allocate a five or ten thousand assignment fee on the front end and pay the difference on the back end? We we've we've tried several
2: different things. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys have too. We've tried several different payout strategies to try to keep get people that instant gratification that most salespeople need. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it just it never really worked out for us. You know, at one point we were doing that, like, okay, we'll pay you off a projected wholesale fee. And then we go and look at the deal and like, how much can we wholesale this for? Well, you can't wholesale it for anything, it's not a wholesale deal, it's mm-hmm. only a fix and flip deal was like Mm -hmm. oh shit so you can't get paid off that or else it's like we're gonna pay you uh 40 percent of the projected profit and then we come to we come to the close of the table after the fix and flip is done and we've overpaid you because we didn't really make as much profit as we thought we were gonna do because Mm -hmm. we ran into a headache and this and that so Mm -hmm. you know my team they've been around long enough and and even the new the new girls that we got on now they understand that like there's going to be times where you're making just strictly your salary, but it's based off of a quarter now. It's like a quarterly thing because in real estate in in real estate, month to month basis, it's, it's kind of it's hard to pay somebody based off of that. Right. Right. Because you're you're you know, we're shooting for an average lead to lead to contract of like 15 to 21 days but now title work gets messed up and it has to go through a probate and now it gets pushed back And this. So setting yourself up quarterly is, is the ideal situation. Now it's, it's what we look at now. Um, these different pay structures, they've never really worked. This is what works for people now. And that's why the only way to, the only way to supplement that of them not getting paid off of that deal right then and there, is by giving them more leads in in smaller markets where they can see some instant gratification where they mm-hmm. get those laydowns where it's like oh we're in uh we're in Alabama and we're going to make 10k off this deal cool that's instant gratification you're going to make a little bit of money off of this wholesale deal and then now it's just like to fill your pipeline between your fix and flips now and that's what we have going is the the entire team is like okay I, this month i have to get two new fix and flips and then i'll just fill in the gaps with a bunch of little wholesale deals
0: right interesting right, 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 right. interesting i like
1: that yeah and that's true for the business also right the business thrives on the big flips but you need those small wholesale deals keep keep payroll keep the you know what i mean and then you have the big wins and then you just keep you know keep the base hits that's awesome man yeah. uh, so we're at we're we're looking to wrap up here in the next five minutes Okay. Um, so you mentioned that because I'm loving everything, dude. Everything that that you're saying, man. And you mentioned that you have a a um, a, a six week class that, that you do, right? Yeah. Um. And the next one starting in July, you said.
2: Yeah. So um, we've been doing this for uh, a couple months now. Uh, a little over, I would say, three months. Uh, three four months. We've been uh, doing a, a six week acquisitions training class. And um, it's it's a very small group right now in our group. We have about 40 people. This is the most that we've had where we're usually sitting right around 30 to 35. We did 40 in this last group. Um, it's a one on one. Actually, it's not one on one. It's a group Zoom setting virtual with myself and Andy Garcia. So that's Alex Sign, sales director. Right. And uh, he placed he placed a second or third runner up in the closest Olympics. So I got first, he got third mm-hmm. and it's me and him. And we teach, we teach the entire class, all the steps that you're going to need to talk to a seller to acquire a deal. We're going to teach you what to expect before you make the phone call, what to expect during the phone call, how to negotiate numbers with the seller, how mm-hmm. to actually run numbers, run comparable So, you know, you're getting a good deal, um, how to overcome objections, how to, uh, Cool down the seller because, you know, for, for, for us that are already doing deals, there are situations that you run into after you've already got the agreement signed yep. that you have to reclose the seller or you have to put a fire out on the back end to oh, just yeah. make sure that the deal goes through. So we teach all of that. And it's not just information, we're not it's just a bunch of slideshows. We actually do a role playing, live role playing with the entire class individually. Uh, we do live phone calls with the entire class. Um, We have the entire class do live phone calls for us to where we can critique them. And then you also get um, you get access to me and Andy for that six weeks. And during that six weeks, if you have a seller that you're not you're struggling with and you can't push them over the edge, me and Andy are gladly get on the phone with that seller to lock up that deal for you. And if we do so, that's 100 percent your proceeds. Mm All right. And we've done that for a lot of people. We just recently in our last class, we had a guy named Josh Curry. Um, this guy, he came to our class. He was already doing a couple deals, and he had a situation where he ran into a seller that uh, he needed some help with. I ended up locking up that seller for him. The guy made forty five thousand dollars on that on that whole selfie, right in Austin. He's in Austin. He made forty five grand on that deal, and you know we didn't bat an eye. We were just excited because. He was so happy to make that type of money on one deal. And I was like, you know, that's what we're here for. And so right. the classes are six weeks. They go, um, they're Tuesdays and Thursdays. And each class goes anywhere from an hour to three hours long uh, to Zoom classes. And it's, it goes as long as everybody wants it to, basically. Right. So if we're sitting there and I, the questions keep coming, I'm going to keep pouring out. I'm going to keep pouring out and giving my thing. Whatever mm-hmm. that topic is for the day, it's just going to keep getting poured out. Andy's going to do the same thing. We're just going to pour out everything because we don't want to be that type of uh, education. That's like, Hey, here's all the information. Now do your best job and call me when you get a deal.
0: Right. So mm, right.
2: We don't want that. We actually want people to implement that because that's what a lot of people struggle with is like that anal- uh, uh, analysis paralysis where they're just collecting all the information and they don't know how to apply
0: it. Right. 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 Dude, That's you said awesome, you didn't man. bat an eye when he made forty-five k, but I batted an eye for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Bro, we got some, we got some sexy deals, man. Where forty-five grand now, it's like,
2: it's, it's not. He it's not, not been that it rare
0: back in the day, but now with you know access to people like you and education and and sales training and things like that, they've been becoming more and more common these days. Yeah, yes. which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when G and I, we got our first, I think at one point, our biggest wholesale was 42K for like a year. Mm -hmm. And we used to think that $40,000 deals were once a year deals. And then you'll get 20s throughout the month, maybe a 30 here and there. Um, Then it started becoming to where the 40, 50Kers were once a quarter. And now they're feeling like once a month kind of deal that funnel in with the rest of our deals
2: i got a girl jessica on my team it's funny we <laughs> always make fun of her we say she doesn't she doesn't do a wholesale deal unless it's for 30 grand or more
0: yeah
2: and she and she kills it she kills it but you know uh we we teach we teach people in our acquisitions training uh that's all it is too it's not like creative financing training it's not right. like what right. list to pull. It's not like any of that stuff. We only teach what we know. And what I know is how to close deals. So that's right. what we're going to
1: teach. All right, all right. Hell yeah, man. So, how, how can people find out more about that?
2: So, they can reach out to me personally on uh, my Instagram, Born Closer. Um, you can reach out to me. I'm very, uh, I, I reach back out to everybody on there Facebook, Adrian Salgado, message me. Um, and then uh, closersonly.com that website is actually getting revamped for the next class. And so you can go on there and get a little bit of information, but the easiest way would be just to message me personally on Facebook or Instagram. Nice. Awesome, man. That's awesome,
1: dude. Thank you so much for doing this. I got a list of notes ready to take action. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make a a shirt that um, fuck. I thought I, thought I wrote it down. Don't get caught in the wrong
2: place with the right place with the wrong mindset. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, dude, it was it was, it was
2: gold. Shit, Making a hey, lot of
0: money is it's thing. all good. He'll make a shirt. I'll
2: have to rewatch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> make the shirt.
2: Make the shirt and send it to me. We'll wear them together. <laughs> or, 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 or we won't wear. A shirt or together. we or you won't wear. Or we shirt. won't.
0: Right? Make,
2: get it in the form of pasties, and I'll put it on
0: my nipples. Nice, <laughs> love it. Hey, Adrian, man. Oh, that's been- what it was. Making
1: a lot of money is not a goal.
0: Yes. There oh, you go. I like that. Okay. Right. Hey. I like this shit. I might get a shirt made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, awesome. brother, man. It's been more than a pleasure. We we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hang out with us and, and shoot the shit. It was a lot of fun. We got a lot of gold nuggets. I know a lot of people on here got a tremendous amount of value. So we truly appreciate it, bro.
2: Let's do this, man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know, this one was just kind of an introduction of who I am, what I do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love, I love real estate acquisitions, man. So, Maybe the next time we got, if we get together, if you guys allow me to come back, um, we can make it strictly about making sure that we, uh, promote it that way. Like real estate acquisitions training, any questions that you need answered, any sellers that you're dealing with, bring them to us and let's see if we
0: can figure them out. Yeah. Oh, a, free, yeah. a free training hour just to yeah. get to yeah. the community. Hell yeah. Let's do it, baby. I love we're, it, we're in, we're in, we'll schedule it out. We'll reach out to you after the show for sure. Part right, two, bro. baby. Part, Part two.
1: Thanks again for doing this, man. Thank you guys for having me for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you follow him, um, Adrian on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, And you guys know that we go live every single Tuesday, except for the second Tuesday of every month, which is coming up next week, right? Correct. So uh, next week we actually have our live meetup. So the second Tuesday of every month we have our live meetup and that's here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um the Cash Geeks Network. It's at the A Loft off the south side. And um We'll see you guys there. Yep. We appreciate
0: it guys. All right. Guys. I'm Dom. And I'm Dom. And I'm G. And this is the Cash, Cash Geeks, Geeks Network. Network. See you guys. Peace.